Attention time. Welcome back to another episode of Henshin Time. I'm Jeff. I'm Ross. And today we're going to be talking about The Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume 3. This is James Gunn's love story to the series, the trilogy of Guardians of the Galaxy. And this yes. is going to be his final. Hopefully, maybe maybe Marvel will finally think smart and be like, hey. Let's bring him back. And this is a no-spoiler episode review of Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume 3. So, so this will be... Kind of short than our usual episodes. But, I mean, all in all, it's still the same. Because we want you guys to go watch the movie. Yes. The, the movie has... It's too complex for us to under Like, not for us to understand, but to convey the message that it gives off. Just by speaking. Yeah. You gotta go watch it. Because there's so many Easter eggs in it. There's so many subtleties. Oh, yeah. There's hints. There's the love stories. The, the sad moments. Which is a lot of sad moments. Those sad moments stick with you. Oh, God, yes. I mean, from the the visuals from this movie. Yeah. The music. Yeah. It's had everything. It did. Uh, um, So we know that this is going to kind of feature, based off the trailers, uh, Rocket Raccoon's past, explaining kind of the person that built him, essentially, or modified him. This is a very Rocket movie. Yeah, it's Rocket-centered. The whole series turns out to be kind of... Yeah, so like in the last interview James Gunn had, he said the protagonist truly has been planned to always be and has always been Rocket Raccoon, which explains a lot. Why? Which is why when Rocket Raccoon is not with the team, they do fail until Rocket Raccoon Mm -hmm. is on, like, is back in the scene with the team, right? Which we've seen in Volume Two and Volume One because they're all big family. Right. I mean, they lost Gamora, which if you hadn't seen them, the previous movies, you would Lost, regained, died, came back, is now a huge dick. Which <laughs> or as she says in this movie, like, I think you're actually in love with her. It's like... Oh, yeah. That, I mean, that's in a trailer. But then, like, she's like, my father picked out these eyes. I'm just saying, he picked out a good set. <laughs> a good shade of black. It's like, it's like, what? Is so it- maybe there's a thing there. You know, we there might know. be a, a love story in the future. Yeah, but this movie kind of centers around uh, if you if you're a purveyor of comic books, you know who the Sovereign is. The Sovereign is a god, pseudo. I mean, he portrays himself as a god. He claims to be the, a god. the, the high. What's his name? Yeah, the high evolutionary. The yeah. Sovereign are the people, the pe- gold people. Oh no, he is the Sovereign. I thought he called his people the Sovereign. He's a high evolutionary. That man's got too many names. Yeah. <laughs> Winston, which is, I mean, truly his name, Winston. He said, he didn't, and he has also said that he's not from Earth. Yeah, which we don't know where he's from. He's probably from another Earth. Maybe, I don't know. <laughs> All we know is he's very old. <laughs> he loves uh, our music, though. Yeah. <laughs> But this movie centers around Rocket Raccoon explaining, you know, his past. Uh, I will say, first off, by watching the trailers, you get this giant feel that one of the Guardians are going to die. I will say, no Guardians die. Just Peter, That's the only spoiler I will Just Chris Pratt's dummy. 
Yeah, just Chris Pratt's dummy. <laughs> I know that wasn't even dead, though. I mean, truly, it was... No, he was... If you've watched the Guardians of the Galaxy, was it Christmas special? It was a Christmas special. Christmas where... special. You'll see You'll see Peter Quill kind of drinking at a uh, at an inn, almost. It was at, the, I think, at the... It's a bar. A space bar. Yeah, it's like a space a bar. bar on nowhere. Yeah, a bar on nowhere, which I thought was destroyed by Thanos, but all right. Uh, <laughs> he, got, he got snapped back. Yeah, why not? It's technically not a living thing, but uh, you see him kind of drinking in the Christmas special, and then you, he kind of passes out. Yeah. This is the same scenario. Because he's brokenhearted. Yeah. Uh, I mean, obviously, I would be brokenhearted if my loved one died and then... Came back. Came back and doesn't mm. remember me and rejects me. And left you. Yeah. <laughs> be like, oh. Oh. <laughs> oh. Right. But this... And it, it's kind of, if you get this feeling from the movie by James Gunn, like this is like his way of metaphorically saying, you know, oh, my girlfriend died, yeah, came back, and now she's just a huge dick. Yeah. It's kind of complicated because James Gunn is like the lead director for Guardians of the Galaxy, right? Yeah, it's, his, it's his baby. Then you have someone directs these films. Then you have someone that directs the main films. And I think all the directors film the, the big mashups. Yeah. Kind of but like in. right, but for Endgame, was it chap? Was it Endgame one, part one, when Gamora technically died for the Soul Stone? I think so. Yes, it it's was. One, it was. It was. Thanos kind of threw off yeah. the cliff. Um, so in Endgame one, uh, part one, you do see Thanos throw her off the cliff, kill her, uh, and that technically really wasn't James Gunn's like direction because yeah. he had a direction for all the characters, which was. Like I said, that quote that Peter Quill says, and that's gonna be my last spoiler, I promise. It's like my I'm just a boy who comes back, who who was kidnapped from Earth, fell in love with a girl, who died, and came back, and now she's just a giant dick. He does that. Is a way, lot. yeah, which is a way of him, like almost like James Gunn saying, like, yeah, I mean, this is the complications that had to happen because you killed off my character, you know, one of my characters that I was gonna have a plan for but he does does it very well yeah. right it does the, it very well oh yeah the movie's very well done um it's very comedic uh I, but it's not like thor love and thunder and like the what they've been trying to do lately where it's just wow that's a lot of comedy yeah right this is actually like it feels perfect in the spots that it needs to have it mm. right it's not it's it's super sad when it needs to be and it's comedic when it needs to be yep, no awkward moments exactly it doesn't feel well. It it doesn't feel forced. There might be some moments when Peter and them are looking at each other, kind of like, oh yeah, like, from know. the trailer. You're talking about from the trailers, like. Well, then there was the scene between Dra- Drax and the, the security guard. <laughs> well, I'll just say I think Mantis and Mantis and Drax are like brother and sister. Yeah, which <laughs> is I mean yes, but uh, technically Peter Quill and. And Mantis are actually brother and sister because <laughs> we, if you do, if if you see the Christmas special, that's when we learn that she's actually Peter Quill's sister. She was created by yeah. Egos. But if you look at the portrait that Ego had had put up when he said he traveled the world to look for someone to create a child that be like him, in the far up up left corner, you do see uh, a woman that looks just like Mantis with the. Mm-hmm. With the antennae. Just hilarious. And so that means Mantis is actually the daughter of Ego. So Peter's dad went not to travel the galaxy to spread his seed. Literally and figuratively. 
<laughs> no, but there's two literals there. He planted an actual seed and planted his seed. Exactly. <laughs> and we see uh, Craiglin. Yeah. With a Hindu fin. Yes, yes. And this is James. So that we there's a lot of Shungun. Yeah. So there's a lot of people that don't like James Gunn for this reason yeah. because he put his wife in this movie. He put some of the characters from was it two characters? No, one character from. Uh, What's the John Cena movie? Oh. TV show. Oh, I just had the name, too. The not big superhero one. Yeah, yeah. You know, H- you know H- what yeah. I'm talking about. Everybody probably knows what we're talking about. Exactly. That's, that's we, it's just not coming to our minds for some reason, uh, just because we're so focused on this movie. We just finished watching it. Uh, but he, he put his brother in this, which is Sean Gunn, and he does such a well job in this. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I'm pretty sure I said this already, but, I mean, Jan... In the last movies, Yondu said you have to use your heart to use the the fin and the arrow. And in this movie, you see him kind of learning, right? Learning how to use it. Because he's not he's not going to be a true guardian without being able to use this item or this his his uh, sino fin. And if you want, if you're a purve- like I said, if you're a purveyor of comics, you know that the original Guardians of the Galaxy fe- featured the character that S- Sylvester Stallone plays oh, yeah. as the as the leader of Guardians of the Galaxy, and Yondu was more like uh, Rocket. Yes, right. And so that's why he was able to in Volume Two, he was Yondu was able to kind of convince Rocket, like, "Hey, I'm just like you. You and me, we're the same. I know what you're feeling. You hate yourself." And you hate that you hate yourself, and this movie kind of exposes that a lot. It, it kind of it feels very intimate with Rocket because Rocket Raccoon has been that one character that we just haven't been able to crack yet, right? We haven't been able to understand his true feelings, and now you get a love for Rocket yeah. after this movie, especially with like when they do all the flashbacks and the understanding of why he hates people, why he hates himself, and if you watched volume two, you could very much tell he hates himself. That's why he pushes people away. So the gun relative is on the, the planet that is kind of, we'll say stuck in the, well, kind of stuck in the late eighties. Mm-hmm. There's, I would say, watch the Rylorian citizens. Okay. His, his, I think his wife, Grace Gunn is one of the characters. Okay. There's a lot of cameos. There's a lot of cameos. And don't don't forget about the pan, Swole Panda Bear. Swole Panda. Yeah. If Once you see Swole Panda... <laughs> no, that's what I want you guys to do. Go to our Facebook. After you watch the movie and type Swole Panda. Because <laughs> that's what we want to see. <laughs> Swole Panda. Man, that... There's one spoiler I do want to share with you guys. It's not a huge one, but it's a hilarious one. And it kind of enters into the tokusatsu world. Right? Uh, when they land on that planet, you know, in the trailer where you see Drax playing with the ball with the little girl and throws it at her, at her face, which we all know the pain of. Oh, yeah. The dodgeball to the face. Exactly. Middle school, elementary school was not kind. Dodgeball. <laughs> dodgeball. But uh, you see, they tell, they tell, uh, Mantis tells Groot to go kaiju <laughs> <laughs> and he gets big. <laughs> and he uses a piece of bark as a tongue, like, ah, ah, ah to scare him. <laughs> and not full kaiju size. It's more like Hulk size. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he gets about the size of the ship close to it yeah. that they're on. 
<laughs> and it's just he extends himself like to where it's like viney bark tree almost hollow but it's hilarious oh, and i'm so like funny. oh that's such a tokusatsu thing to do kaiju <laughs> <laughs> and then one of the actors will Pol- polter who redeems himself as adam warlock adam oh my gosh we're the millers we're the millers he he's an awkward character man i'm telling you body transformation for sure. I saw the interview with him where they were asking him, how do you feel about being in Marvels? He's like, it's a lot of work, but it's worth it. And you just see his like shoulders. You're like, Jesus Man, Christ. There's, there are some of these how big eggs are with that guy, too. <laughs> how many raw eggs did you eat? <laughs> oh, the characters in here. I mean, so in the... We could talk about this, because Volume 2, we see... At, they call him Adam. Yeah. And, and you see him at, like in this... They, it's truly what it is. It's a, a cocoon, but it looks like a sarcophagus. Yeah. Um, and the original comics, Adam Warlock had a big, he had the soul stone inside of his forehead. Very similar to how Vision has the soul, uh, what is it? Mind stone. Yeah. yeah he's got so. the mind stone and he had the mind stone in his forehead. Uh, and Adam Warlock in the comics actually had a big part to play in the Thanos storyline, the Infinity Gauntlet storyline. Yeah. But they, they changed that to be um, Vision, which is fine. Uh, they've got a separate plan for Adam, which looks like he's going to be a part of the Guardians. And and most people, and by watching the trailer, you feel like a- Adam is going to be the villain? But I mean, it's not. He's, in the trailer, he's there like a split second, and then it's like... yeah. You just see him. It's like, what's this guy's story? That's yeah. why they want you to watch the movie. Yeah, and it, and it doesn't tell his full story, right? Yeah. You, you, it's kind of just introducing. Because he hatched too early. Right. And then and then the part the parts with Drax. Oh yeah. I hope they never change Drax. Drax will never change. We'll just we'll just put Drax it this the way. Destroyer is now Drax the Daddy. <laughs> they, they need. And to... that sounds really weird coming from our 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 mouths, but. Because <laughs> Marvel needs to do a Disney Plus series where it's Drax the dad, and it's just his stories after the movie. Yeah. Because everybody would be like, what the hell? You'll understand what we mean after you watch the movie. <laughs> uh, and then, I guess I'll only spoiler I'll let out. It's just King Groot. Oh, oh yeah. Oh my gosh. So Groot. I didn't think it was him. I thought it was a pile of rocks. <laughs> it did look like a pile of rocks. So... We're not going to say who is now the... But what we're going to say is Groot's still a guardian, right? And he... Man, he just gets big. So we know that... So we know by his species... uh, I can't... It's something flora, fauna. I can't remember. But they... Essentially, they they learn knowledge from sun. From, like, light. Well, he's a tree. Exactly. (laughs) But... His species learns knowledge. They that's how they grow and they learn knowledge. Yeah. Well, technically, in volume saying? two, well, volume two, when we see ego, he tells them there's a light in you. He tells um, Peter Quill that there's a light in him. Yeah. And so this is a theory that being around Groot. Or, or being a, with this new Groot, because we know when the original Groot died in Volume One, mm-hmm. it's his son that was placed inside the in that pot and dancing. And now that we see Baby Groot, it's actually it's not the same Groot that we've always known. Yeah, right. It's the same actor playing him, Vin Diesel. Vin Diesel saying, "Just I am Groot." Yeah, we are Groot. Yeah, <laughs> easiest money made. Right. <laughs> 
But as a character, right, as, as these characters in the comics, we, as far as the Groot people, they, I mean, they're, I call them saplings. I, I mean, that's, that's the easiest way. It's, I mean, a MT, it's a Magic the Gathering. I mean, a sapling is, a, is essentially a little tree. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's, it may be used in magic a lot, but I, a sapling yeah. is a tree or True. a little tree. And uh, my theory, and I know this is a couple fan board theories, uh, that growing up with Peter Quill, around Peter Quill and Rocket Raccoon, he absorbed some of their light, or Mantis, sorry, Mantis, yeah. and Peter Quill. He absorbed some of their light, which is why his physiological form is bigger and Swole buffer group. and bigger and taller than the original Groot, his Swole dad. Group. And so we do see Alpha Groot or King Groot because his head is shaped like a crown. Like mm. the top of his head is a crown, like a king's crown. It's weird how some of our stuff connects to each other. King Oja. Wouldn't that be hilarious if he was a ranger? Oh, God. He pulls out an Oja caliber. <laughs> Kuwakata Oja. Hey, King Groot Ranger. <laughs> I am Groot. You are the UO Groot. But we, we, we get a lot of cosmic stuff. I mean, we got Cosmos. Oh, yeah. Which we is got based off of the Russian space dog. The real Russian space dog that Russia launched up into space to die. Which is sad. And this, this movie's a big nod to like animal cruelty. cruelty. Yeah. Not a nod, but like Once you it's see more it. like a, a slap in the face yeah. to the people that have done animal cruelty. And it, it's, it's kind of a... Uh, finish, a pushback to it. When you finish seeing it, you're gonna see all the animals out out in out in the world and be like, oh, oh. yeah. You're gonna you're gonna see little raccoons walking around, and be like, oh, I want to pet one. Mm. I don't recommend it, but you might you might want to look at them. Like, Just oh, remember, palm up, not palm down. Yeah, <laughs> it's the whole like the hand coming at you aggressively versus yeah. up kind of going. It's okay. It's more like a hand of feeding. Yeah. Versus a hand of grabby. Yeah. But it was played by by uh, even Jeffrey when we saw her. The actress that did the voice was like. Wow. Maria Bakalov? Bakalova? Mm. Yeah. So she's actually Russian. Yep. Which is good. And the movie also nods to some cosmic things that we're going to see, hopefully in the future. So there's a comic book that's called Cosmic Heroes. And these are just a bunch of heroes that have cosmic powers. And as of comic books or the Marvel Cinematic Universe, cosmic power seems to be the most powerful of, of all the powers that you could possibly have. Um, besides, you know, with the exception of the few X-Men that have class alpha abilities. Um, now, the cosmic cosmic heroes consist of Cara Danvers. Um, what is it? I almost said Remy Limbo. That's a really wrong one. That's DC. Or that's Marvel. But that's <laughs> X-Men. <laughs> well, it's just the fact that a lot of these characters... Cara Danvers and then... Who's Cara Danvers' niece? Monica Rambo. Monica Rambo. It's her friend's... Her friend's daughter. daughter. Yeah, her best friend's daughter. It's called. <clears throat> um, and then it's Kamala Khan and uh, Phyla Vin, which you do get in this movie, mm-hmm. but you won't know it for sure until the end. The story doesn't fully develop till much later on. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But it's a character that, that has featured in multiple 616 comics and was in 629. She was the original um, uh, Captain Marvel. So you do get to see her towards the end of the movie as well. But it also features Nova, these five characters. Not this movie, but the comic Cosmic Heroes. Or, yeah. Yeah. The Nova Corps. Yeah. It feature, no, just Nova. Just because Nova. Because 
we know for sure the Nova Corps was destroyed. Yeah. Um, by Thanos at in I think it's Endgame Part Two. Um, we know Nova Corps was absolutely wiped out. Well, the point the point is that all that Nova Corps power that was in each person at Nova Corps, yeah. it goes into a collective, and when they blew it up, it shot out. Now, a theory, which is also in the comic books, um, if you've read any of the Nova comic books, which I have, I read the first first one. It, there's a app for it, <clears throat> and uh, only go to Marvel. Well, yeah, <laughs> Marvel's got everything. Yeah. While Jeffrey's looking that up, we saw one of the actors that was in the movie was Michael Rosenbaum, who played Lex Luthor in Smallville, which is a DC character. He played a character named Mar- Martin X. That's what Martin X looks like. It's that guy, one of the Ravagers. Oh, yeah. I was like, who the hell is Michael Rosenbaum playing in this movie? So, in in the Volume 1 and Volume 2, we know that Guardians of the Galaxy, John C. Riley, that play, the, the guy that plays one of the Nova Corps officers. You mean the one, the one that... Uh, Peter flips off. Yeah. Yeah, gives the finger. Um, we know that he's technically the last surviving one, but is wo- mortally wounded um, by Thanos' forces. And he, and my theory is, is that he ventures out into the universe, goes towards Earth, which maybe, like Terra, <clears throat> and uh, and says, he tells the Nova Nova system to find the, the, the worthy person kind of like how we saw in green lantern mm-hmm. um and it it, sh- it hits the main character in the chest and he gets all of those people's powers Ugh. not just one all, all the power because only power. one because well so the point is is the nova nova the cosmic i want to say the cosmic force or the the power of the nova core is it's kind of shared right and if it's put to one person it's just overpowered and unfortunately or fortunately nova the character nova gets all that power makes sense so he's absolutely the most powerful cosmic hero out of them all because well he's the leader of the cosmic heroes and he's actually yeah my brain's only only laughing because every time you say cosmic you're thinking of cosmic fury (laughs) god I'm the Zenith Ranger. <laughs> you get a crossover from Power Rangers into Marvel. <laughs> oh, Jesus. I mean, they've already done it. But the movie's so well done. I, I definitely, like, Ant-Man and the, like, the new Ant-Man movie felt very CGI'd. And yeah. this felt very natural. This feels, feels almost as if they were filming it, like, live. Yeah, well, I mean, they were, but. Well, no, but I'm saying, like, they were actually out in space recording this crap. Oh, yeah, for <laughs> sure. But it felt, it, honestly, this movie felt more like the first movie it's a nod to the first movie because there's a lot of reoccurring scenes or i won't say scenes but there's a theme of the scenes yeah that happened from season or i almost said season see volume one to volume three because this is really closing of a chapter for for james gunn yeah because he's he's now with dc yeah he went to dc he's got to work his marble magic in dc hopefully because he's got James Gunn understands the formula, you know? He understands the formula of how to make these cinematic universes work. And Marvel's mastered that. And so we're hoping that it gets to the DC Universe. Are we mad that some of the characters, like Henry Cavalier, has been recasted? Of course. Well, not recasted, just left out. 
That's Supergirl, not Superman. Yeah. I know, both me and Jeffrey are looking at each other like, you know, bullshit. They're like, we, we've, Whatever. we've watched Flashpoint. Yeah. It's like, we know what you're doing. Yeah, I've seen it all. You watch it once, you go. That's why the new Flash is to realign the new actors. Yeah. He's, Which he's, is actually a really nice way of doing it. He's going to he's gonna Flashpoint the, the universe. Yep. I mean, they've done enough times in the series. I mean, and there's even there's even some cool act actress other name drops in here like Tara Strong. She did a voice in here, and she Tara Strong. We don't know who she is. Go watch some anime. Because <laughs> I mean, she's done. There's so everything. This is like I said, like we said, this is gonna be a probably a short episode. In the next, you know, maybe in a week or two, because it just came out a week ago. We'll probably do a full in depth spoiler kind of what you missed, what kind of hints we can find into it. Because I'll probably. Rewatch it, go watch it again, and try to find because there's a lot of so there's a lot of Cree things in no. uh, all these movies. Uh, the words, the words the that are written down, um, the locations of different planets. Like the last movies, they've they've read stuff like Meredith Quill. Um, so, you know, there's some location pieces that that should hint to some characters, and uh, we'll give you a more in depth. Uh, into the episode later on, because I am also tempted to go back and watch Miss, go and watch Miss Marvel. So maybe if I can get through Miss Marvel quick enough, we can drop that stuff in with Miss Marvel. And that's a wrap on another episode of Henshin Time. We hope you enjoyed geeking out with us as much as we enjoyed geeking out with each other. And we did. <laughs> and remember, whether you're a longtime fan or newcomer to the world of Marvel <laughs> or MCU, there's always something new to discover and appreciate so keep exploring keep watching and keep listening if you enjoyed this episode please consider leaving us a review on your favorite favorite podcast platforms it helps us reach more listeners and keep the conversations going and thanks for tuning in and until next time it's henshin time